0: Hello there, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 19th September 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. These podcasts are done in advance of Wednesday rollout, and this week Hong Kong has been having more excitement than it ever wanted, with typhoon Mangkut passing through. As a result, Sunday afternoon has been spent indoors, behind curtains, and away from windows. And what better time to put together a podcast than during an afternoon of enforced rest? By Wednesday, there will be nothing left but the cleanup, and we can listen to this week's story from Sam about some time she spent in Thailand. We also have an extra today, a poem from Hendrik Hoag. Before we get to these two delights, though, we need to send out a gentle thank you to our hometown listeners. Thanks for being our loyal audience and for sticking with us for so long. Thanks as well go out to our listeners in Freshwater and Cobham in the UK, Dana Raja in Indonesia, and Hilo in the Netherlands. We love having listeners all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Hong Kong Stories is a non-profit group in Hong Kong dedicated to bringing you the best stories. Our storytellers come from all over the world too, and once a month they get up on stage and tell great stories to a live audience at the Fringe Club. There's a show tonight with the theme of Something Blue, which starts at 8 p.m. There may be a couple of tickets left, if you're lucky. Go to the website hongkongstories.com to find out how to get your tickets, listen to past episodes, and see photos of our storytellers. That's all at hongkongstories.com. If you like our stories, you can always write us a review, like this one from the Queen of the Pastor Palace, who wrote, Gina and X have been my favorite stories recently. Though it's hard to pick a favourite, they're all so good. I've always appreciated the variety of stories and the presentation. The host's introduction always amuses, and I love the addition of music. Keep them coming. Thanks, Queen of the Pasture Palace. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Today's story by Sam made us think about bats and look up how to spell gower, G A U R, in case you're wondering. It was told in front of a live audience at the July 2018 show with the theme of Wild Things. Here is Sam.
1: I'm standing at the Central Bus Station in Bangkok, clutching my huge backpack and anxiously looking around for my new boss. I have just graduated from university and I'll be spending the next six months at a forest reserve in Northeast Thailand studying bats. (laughs) Suddenly, a text buzzes onto my phone. Two words, 7-Eleven. I look up across the writhing mass of people, and I see a small woman standing in front of the 7-Eleven. She vaguely matches the person I remember from our pixelated Skype interview two months ago. She's in her mid-twenties with short black hair tucked behind her ears, She has a square set to her jaw, glasses, and a baseball cap pulled low over her eyes. I make my way through the crowds to her. Hi, I'm Sam. It's great to finally meet you. Oh, she glances at me coldly. I didn't remember what you looked like. Okay, let's go. She barely looks at me. I struggle to keep up as we weave our way through a busy parking lot and we get onto a white van. She tells the driver where we're going and immediately pulls out her laptop. I have to work on this progress support, she says, cutting me off as I'm about to ask her how she ended up in Thailand. This is going to be a long six months. Five hours later, we get off at an unmarked road snaking up into the pitch black forest. She fishes out a motorbike from the underbrush, and at this point I don't tell her that I've never ridden on a motorbike and that I'm scared. She starts with the bike, and I almost fly off the back. <laughs> the heat of the forest is pressing heavy upon me, and the, light, and the path in front of us is lit only by the feeble light of our motorbike. After what feels like endless twists and turns, we come to an old log cabin. She shows me to my room, and she warns me about the giant gecko living in the wardrobe. I notice that there are termites munching on the walls, and that there's no air conditioning. I sit on the rock-hard rock hard mattress and think to myself, what am I doing here in this rundown cabin with this strange woman? So over the next few weeks, I learned how to capture bats and measure their wings without hurting them. I learned how to sleep despite the rats fighting underneath my bed. And I learned about my boss. I learned that she's a badass. Every night, we cook dinner together on our balcony among the tree branches, boiling pasta and making cheese sauce from a can. I learned that before this, she spent two years living in the Amazon studying bats So deep in the forest where the only place to bathe was in the river with the piranhas, and the trees were so tall that the fruit fell fast enough to kill you. She shows me a crescent-shaped scar on her arm from when a falling nut pierced her skin. She tells me about all of the wild animals she's encountered. Jaguars ransacking her kitchen, king cobras she came face to face with when she was tracking them, and she tells me about gaur. Gaur are the largest wild cattle species in the whole world, they stand eight feet tall and are regularly known to total cars and gore people to death. They're, the most, they're one of the most dangerous animals in Thailand, and I want to see one. I also learned that she's a huge nerd, that she can recite the Lord of the Rings trilogy word for word, the movies, not the books. Um, and I find myself making jokes about Dungeons and Dragons just to see her smile and I learned that when she steps out of the shower in her towel, the tops of her feet are the tannest part of her body. I get nervous and look away. I should not be having these feelings about my boss. A couple months later, we're out on a night survey, waiting for the bats to come out. We're lying on the forest floor. And I can hear, I, mean, I can smell the, the flowers opening and the smell the the red clay beneath us, and I can hear the sound of cicadas whirring in my ears, and through the blue light of dusk, I can see the gentle curve of her hips lying on the forest floor. Let's play the question game to pass the time, she suggests. I'll go first. If you were to change anything about your appearance, what would it be? Hmm, I think it would have to be my freckles. I have way too many. What about you? I want to have red, glowing eyes so that I could freak everyone out. She's always trying to act so tough. Okay, my turn. Mm. Do you think that you'll ever get married one day? <sighs> What's the point? I have way too much to do. Before I know it, it's the last week of my internship. We're far, we're far out in the forest, and I see tracks pushing deep into the mud, and they look like cow tracks. Hey, do you think these could be made by a gaur? No, Gower haven't been seen in the reserve for nearly 40 years. It's probably just a cow that's escaped from a farm, she reassures me. Yeah, you're right. But I suddenly become aware of how vulnerable we are on our small motorbike way out in the forest, miles from help. As I drive us back, every shadow in the forest sets my heart pounding, and I notice more tracks on the road leading back to the research station. It's just a cow, I reassure myself. The, the grass in front of us is waving in an expanse, tinged gold by the setting sun. And I can feel her body press up up, up against my back. And I feel a pang of sadness, remembering that I will be leaving in the next couple days. I call over my shoulder. Wouldn't it be so cool if we saw the gower? Yeah, she says, leaning forward so her neck almost rests on me. It would be so amazing, but also so scary. I'm turning the bike down the the curves in the road that I now know so well, when I hear a faint rustling to the right of the road, and suddenly, as if an apparition, a huge male gower erupts onto the road in front of us. I squeeze desperately on the brakes, and we sc- screech to a halt within five meters of the gower. It's a huge mass of rippling black muscles in front of us, and I'm covered in a cold sweat, and my stomach drops. Shit! At this point... I consider taking out my phone to take a photo. (laughs) But I don't want to be found dead, crushed by a gower with my phone in hand. It turns toward us. Its eyes are indifferent and menacing. Its wet nostrils flare. Back up, she whispers in my ear. I put my feet down and slowly start to walk the the bike backwards. The gower hears the creaking of the wheels and it suddenly trots off into the forest and is swallowed up once again. I turn around and lock eyes with her. Can you believe that just happened? No, she yells. Her face face is exhilarated, and we both start laughing hysterically. The same experience is racing through our veins, and she looks so beautiful, covered in the golden light. I'm falling deep into the pit of her dark eyes, and I feel something uncontrollable bubble up inside of me. Like anything in the world could happen now, I want to tell her that I will stay and cook dinner with her every night on our balcony among the treetops and crack stupid jokes with her, but I know this is a professional relationship and that she's never suggested anything else. I know that nothing could ever happen between us and that this is the closest I will ever be to her. I feel a pain in my stomach. And I turn back around and start the bike. We could have died, she says. I know. Did you see those horns?
0: That story was written by Sam. And this was the first story that Sam told on our stage. And she went through the same steps that everyone does who gets up on our stage. First, she came along to a workshop where she was given guidance on how to tell her story more effectively. You can do it too. Our workshops are free, and you may have a chance to tell your story on stage, just like Sam. Go to the website, hongkongstories.com, to find out more. And I have to ask, after Sam's story, how many of you are looking up what a Gower cow looks like right now? Impressive, huh? Well, today we have a second treat for you—a poem from the guy who MCs the Peel Street Poetry Events here in Hong Kong. Sit back and have a listen. Half-hearted by Hendrik Hogue. Let's stand on ceremony for you, savoring your savior status of post haste hashtag alongs. The four trespassing from which you spew age wisdom, glamoroniously cuttering your crysistemic open onions, spraying militarist populist service to your repost industrial complexion. Where do you get off, deflexively stagramming our whole simplicity scape into your neatly deorganized ambiguity box? We're both seemed you snorting skyliner with the aristologers. As they anti-vax poetic and giggle superciliously, and you giggle too, before chidden telling yourself you'll quit just before you can't. But there you are at the bar, Thursdaycicle and neat, turning on a diamond to puke superfoods for thought to any unsuspectious casual acquaintance. You'll finish them off by telling them that they were the plastic straw that broke the last camel's back, not you. Ending up under the influencer, status strutting the stratosphere, breathing the thinnest of air apparent, looking down, feeling up, a rebel with too many causes. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Thanks as well, quote, to our unsung hero this week, Kristen, who curated and directed the July 2018 show. We appreciate all your work. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you enjoyed this podcast or any other podcast you've heard recently, be a good friend and pass on the word about podcasts. Tell a friend, or even better, tell a friend who's never listened to a podcast before. They'll thank you for it. Everyone has a story to tell.